What's up, everybody? Welcome to Aces Wild, a Wild Aces fan podcast. I am your host, Jose Ruckus, a.k.a. the world's number one Wild Aces fan. We got a big week going on here right now because, I mean, just so much news going out there, coming off the Atlanta Combine, the uh, the funding news that comes in with the $40 million we just got. And here to talk about all of it is our friend from the Wild Aces News Network, the editor extraordinaire, the people's producer, Matt Batson. Glad up, to be Matt? here. Uh, you know, just flew in uh, from a trip to Texas. Obviously doing a lot of scouting there, taking this very seriously. Texas football country. Texas football country, yeah. So I, I didn't go to the combine in Texas that happened. I went to the combine here in Atlanta. Obviously had to go to Texas, you know, learn learn what football is <laughs> and then, to figure out what I had just seen and then came back here and, and now I'm here to report to you live. Good, good. I really, I, we really need that top tier, uh, top tier analysis coming from you, man. Because we saw yeah. a lot of people out there at the combine, a lot of people from these other teams. Wild Aces really needed their <laughs> my girlfriend making a cameo there <laughs> the whole time when you're doing the pre-show thing. I just kind of turned watching, and I was like, I was like, she doesn't know what's going on. She has no idea. And there she goes. <laughs> oh, right. to the kitchen, so she'll be right back. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, let's start it off with the big news of the week. $40 million for the FCF in Series mm-hmm. A funding. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, and yeah, obviously, like a lot of news came out of this. Uh, but I think like the two exciting things with like, because there's obviously a lot of criticism, and a lot of valid criticism. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was sort of what are they putting this money into? We talk a lot about bringing in these NFT teams, but what about improving broadcast quality and improving, you know, uh, paying the players more, the the quality of the product on the field. And I will say the one thing that's really cool, the, the tidbit of that that we get from this report was the uh, venue that they're building in Atlanta. So this is something that's been, you know, specul- speculated for a while. And I think a lot of it comes from not having the the COVID bubble anymore, stadiums are less likely to let you basically take over for a few months. So them building their own venue, I'm excited to see what they put together with, you know, sort of their uh, production skills in mind. Because what they did last year was really cool, uh, you know, from a watching at home perspective and in person perspective. So them building their own thing from the ground up, I think is really going to improve what we're watching every week. Yeah. Because we've talked about it a little bit, but like the audiences at home really didn't get to see everything that was going on in that stadium because there was a yeah. lot of cool stuff. Like uh, for when sure, the power ups hit. It was like the the graphic screen all around the stadium lighting up, a bunch right. of effects going off and stuff that just never Which really is, popped on camera. And it was so surreal <laughs> being in an empty stadium witnessing that stuff. It's like riding the Incredible Hulk at Universal by yourself. It was kind of how it felt. There's just <laughs> lights and sounds and green flashing everywhere. And you're just there's just complete silence. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see how all the, that stuff plays. And I think it's really going to sort of bump up the quality of product in a very FCF unique way. And then also I think it was cool the news that, you know, they're, this funding basically helps them get to a season three and a season four. Yeah, that's what uh, the the reporting coming out of this is that it should all the financials staying the same and stuff get them to four seasons, which is yeah. a pretty big deal. Um, 
when you look at uh, some of these other spring football leagues and how their funding goes, some of them are doing it season to season. Um, some like the XFL basically just mortgaged everything in hopes that somebody <laughs> would pay them later. Right. <laughs> so it's very, very cool that we have somewhat guaranteed a future in this league. That's very mm-hmm. exciting for, you know, I think us people who have like invested in the league and like a, very real sense but also the fans who are you know investing in the league and you know their time and whatnot that this isn't just gonna fizzle out Um, for sure yeah obviously there's some stuff going on that maybe uh some of us are uncomfortable with um i do recommend everybody go uh track down um greg's uh post in the kind of funny subreddit um mm-hmm. it's in the 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 original post is uh fcf season two teams announced what's with all the nft stuff yeah Go it's look posted at january comments. 12th so it won't be uh exactly at the top you might have to search a little bit for it but but yeah definitely worth reading and a lot of good points there and and yeah it'll be it'll be interesting yeah, I, to see I, the what main the future away yeah. the main takeaway is nothing changes for wild ace fans for sure yeah uh, our season two is going to look exactly as it did in season one. You don't mm-hmm. have to change anything about your participation in the league to be a wild aces fan. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good. <laughs> All right, Matt. So in your hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, they mm-hmm. had the last tryouts for the FCF. You're my man on the inside. Okay. For man sure. in the arena as they call it. I think that's, that's exactly what they call me. Hater create is what I like to say too. <laughs> so Matt, tell me, so first of all, what was the combine like? Like what was the energy in the place? Cause obviously when you go out to FCF events, you're used to infinite energy. So what's, for sure. what's it like not in that kind of setting? Well, which unfortunately, rest in peace, the Infinite Energy mm-hmm. Center in Duluth, Georgia. They changed the name. I don't know what they changed wow. it to. That stadium's dead to me, so I don't care anymore. Uh, number two. <laughs> uh, so the combine started at seven in the morning. Uh, myself, I was joined by Ashley. It's me, Sombra, and Gina Viteri. Um, from it's weird. Gina doesn't have like a a nickname, but I feel like a lot of people know Ashley's. It's me, Summer, just from Twitter. You see her little yeah. Her little both of them have been on the there. show. People mm-hmm. people know big people fans know. of the Wild Ace News Network. So we rolled up about like ten eleven ish. So a little late, and you know missed a significant portion. Now the weird thing was, uh, it was supposed to be seven till four. It ended around like one or two, maybe. Um, so talking to some people at the league, they had a much smaller turnout than they were hoping for. Uh, really disappointed in you, Georgia, your great football state, and you should have shown out. You, you did not. Um, there's definitely some key players that did show up. We'll get into that later, but overall the energy was, was a little bit weird since, since it was lacking in just the, the quantity department. Uh, and then also, it's really funny, it was held at Silverback Stadium, uh, which any uh, old school soccer fans might know the Atlanta Silverbacks. Uh, call, uh, not a college team, like a semi-professional, I guess, you know, pre-MLS uh, <laughs> soccer team from like the early 2000s is the last time I remember anybody mentioning them. Stadium still exists. It's a pretty nice little uh, soccer field. Um, and uh, and yeah, so we, we stroll up to this thing. It's funny. We entered on the wrong side. There's absolutely no security. We're just walking on the field and we see all the players 
everybody hanging out. We meet up with Jigaman Porto and mm-hmm. the whole crew. And, you know, we're dapping each other up, you know, giving our greetings and all that stuff. And then somebody's like, hey, did you get COVID tested? <laughs> and then we're like, uh, no, we came in. just We just walked in right over there. So they were like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, luckily, you know, everything came back negative. So it was good. And so, yeah, I got to walk on the field, uh, almost got hit by a few balls. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and, you know uh, saw, saw some, some drills going on, saw some talent out there. Was any of that talent friend of the show, Gino Viteri? Because I saw his tryout. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, I mean, if you haven't seen uh, Gino's tryout already, it's somewhere on at Matt S. Batson. It's on my YouTube channel, too, I think, uh, youtube.com slash Matt Batson. Uh, and, yeah, commissioner of the league, Ray Austin, he pretty much guaranteed Gino a contract. Uh, that's what I interpreted from that. Interview. Yeah, that's what I got from it. So, yeah, uh, look for him. I don't know if we should draft him, to be honest, but... But maybe, you know, maybe he could be I'm like our journey, our guy on the agent. inside. Sleeper we get agent. him on one of the other oh. teams. He feeds us information. Yeah. And then also on the field, we know who to go after. And the other <laughs> the other thing, too, is, you know, if season one of Wild Ace News Network taught us anything is that, you know, uh, in, in the loyalty, loyalty department, very lacking, uh, you yes. know, flip-flopping <laughs> every single week. So, so you know, who knows if we can trust him? But yeah, I think that's a great idea having a sleeper agent on the other yeah, if, teams. If people don't remember in the Wild Aces uh, News Network, between the promo for the last episode and the last episode, Gino announced himself as finally mm-hmm. a Wild Aces fan, and then immediately turned around and pretended like he didn't know who the Wild Aces were. So yep. not very consistent nope. in uh, fandom. <laughs> not at all. Not a strong suit. So Matt, do you have any players that we should be looking out for when we do the draft? You see any, I do. any good talent out there? So so yeah, it's it's definitely weird. This is the first time I've uh like actually tried to scout talent. You know, normally I just watch football. Usually like college football, and you watch a guy and you'd be like, he's gonna be a pro. Like, oh, this is you know, this is good traits that a wide receiver would have. This is good traits that a defensive lineman would have. And I think like the interesting thing too is the physicality of these players. Um, just sort of looking at a guy in practicing without pads and being able to say, I don't think he can run that fast, <laughs> you know? So, so there was a lot of that going on because most of the, the drills that we saw, at least, um, we saw some lineman drills, just seeing their, their footmen, their footmen, their, uh, footwork out there, um, we missed all the 40 times, but like I, I feel like all that stuff's kind of misleading and probably would have had me start watching the wrong guys. Um, so mostly what we saw were uh, basically like long ball drills. So think of the man up challenge, but like 50 yards away, uh, offensive coordinator, what's his name, Greg something? Is there, I couldn't uh, tell you. It's somebody in the league, uh, you know, huddling up with the quarterbacks receivers telling them all you know what routes to run who's your quarterback who's your receiver and yeah about like four pairs run out there against dbs and uh and so yeah that was interesting one of the things that was going on too was there was a lot of reps that day uh they think because of uh the lack of you know quantity of players out there so it's good and bad you know you you don't see a player's best but you get to see a player you know, after they're really tired, how they hold up. Yeah. And so immediately I'll start off with one of the guys in that drill who caught my eye and the eye of, I think a few other fans. I didn't see uh, if 
Jigaman and the crew, uh, the players they shouted out. But I feel like Samuel Brown was definitely one of them. So mm-hmm. Samuel Brown is a defensive back. Uh, he played at Kentucky State University just this past year in 2021. Transfers from East LA Community College before that. So Samuel Brown, number eight out there. I don't know. No, I don't think any. there's any combine tape you can watch besides my stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I think there is some around yeah? somewhere. We can try to track it down. Track it down because I'm, I'm really interested to watch more about him. And that's the unfortunate thing with a lot of these guys from smaller colleges or playing overseas is there's not a lot of tape on them that's accessible, you know, to you and me. I'm yeah. sure they sent stuff into the league where, you know, they're sending the best of the best. But Samuel Brown immediately out there in these drills was just like a magnet. Like he long ball drills. So he's not playing press coverage. He's giving the receiver about 10 yards. Uh, whether it's a short route or a long route, he like his closing speed was very good. Um, looking at his college tape, he was the starting corner at uh, Kentucky. What was it? Kentucky State. Yeah, Kentucky State. He was the field corner too, which means he's playing on the field side a lot more green. Uh, it's field corner and boundary corner boundaries on the short side of the field since college, you know, has the big hashes. So. And that just, you know, kind of is a compliment to his speed. Um, so, yeah, out there in coverage, he was rarely getting beat, came down with uh, an interception at one point. Late into these reps, he was still out there. Even if he would get beat, he could close out just like that. And uh, I went back and watched his game against Tennessee State. Um, he didn't play most of the game. I don't know if he got benched or if he was hurt, I don't know what was going on. I was watching on mute, to be honest, uh, <laughs> on YouTube. And uh, you saw some similar traits there. Like there, uh, at this time, he's a new player to Kentucky State, just transferred from East LA, like I said. And there's a play where he gets beat deep on a post route. The guy has a sure touchdown and he's able to close out at the last second, slap the ball out of his hands. So wow. he shows you a lot of promising stuff. Now there, I would definitely uh, look out for him when man up challenges come because I'd say what he does lack is he's not a very physical corner. Uh, mm. You know, he takes bad uh, angles on tackles and, you know, in press coverage, I think he can kind of get manhandled a little bit, but he's, he's definitely a guy to watch out for on, on man up uh, drills when that day comes. Cause I feel like that day is going to be huge to see, you know, how the Georgia talent stacks up against the California talent and so on. Yeah, um, I mean, that's really interesting, especially because, I mean, defensive backs were so important last season. Um, I don't know if people know this, but like the shutdown squad who we went and drafted mm-hmm. for the playoffs, I believe they only lost a single game all yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. And that was the cornerback, uh, really defensive back heavy defense squad. So I'm definitely looking for some really quality defensive backs. Yeah, and I feel like defense is going to be so important this year, too, with there being an expanded roster of defenses. So there's going to be eight defenses to choose from every week, it seems like. And so, yeah, it's going to be important to know who's on those defenses. Now, uh, since we are in the wild ace community and uh, our leader is the one and only Greg Miller, I wanted to give these players chicken wing ratings oh okay. okay so these are my these are my chicken wing players all right everybody i'm giving these guys a chicken wing samuel brown i would give one and a half chicken wing uh oh. maybe that half is like a boneless wing it's like a one you get like one flat and one boneless <laughs> wing 
And uh, I think he can earn that second half if he if he shows us something in, in man up drills. Because he he was a, a great guy, kept a cool head the whole time. You know, I love a good trash talker, but he was like very calm, cool, collected, helping the other DBs out uh, and just playing like glue out there. Now, a lot of people would say, Matt, one and a half chicken wings. That seems like a really low score. But people are forgetting this is Matt Batson here. Yeah. One and a half chicken <laughs> that's wings, a that's a full me. meal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true you know what we should we should have clarified that so yeah this is scoring out of two this is scoring out of two yeah two is uh, the most chicken wings mac can have in a single yeah. sitting so if we yeah. get to two chicken wing player we're talking about top tier this talent. i mean th- that's like me i'm comparing them to me basically and we all know what i can do out on the football field <laughs> um right. who else you got so yeah, another great defensive player I want to talk about. Man, like just looking at this now, I realize I have way too many names and information. This would be a very long podcast. So I will <laughs> I will go for for some of the best of the best. And then I'll give you like some quick other tidbits. Uh so two of the players I'm most excited about staying on the defensive side of the field. We have Tobias Cook. Uh he is number 44. If you watch any of the tape, he played at McKendry University. Um he is a he was doing a little bit uh, of everything on defense. So he in college, he played as sort of like an edge and outside linebacker hybrid uh, played in the middle. Sometimes he's six foot one, two forty five. So not so the protege- probably outside linebacker in the FCF because only three. Exactly. Line. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, like this guy was very interesting to me because he showed out on the field. uh at the at the combine and his college shape looks incredible too um or not necessarily college shape so he graduated in 2017 and then he was in the spring league uh this past mm. year so i didn't see any of his game tape from the spring league i don't i'm not fully filled in on how that went <laughs> so there's a lot of scrimmage <sighs> tape from him yeah a lot of scrimmage tape from him that looks incredible. Like this is an absolute high motor guy. We talk about Samuel Brown, like not trash talking, being calm, cool, collected. <laughs> Tobias Cook was trash talking. Uh, okay. like so that. he was turning, yeah, he was turning up out there. He has great coverage skills uh, for a guy who you know was mostly playing defensive in in college. Wow. And from what I could see, I, I didn't see any of these kinds of drills at the combine, but from what I could see of the spring league tape has great pass rush moves uh, and just like a, a great nose for the boss, super high motor guy. Uh, like he's just very fun to watch. So I think he's a guy to look out for. And I mean, high like um, linebackers who can cover that's like such a big yes. skill set in the FCF. Cause I mean, those guys are going to have to cover tight ends. I don't know if everybody remembers Cecil cherry from last year, but that guy was just incredible with breaking up passes and stuff. So that is, that's something to look out for. Yeah. So I would give this guy uh two chicken wings for sure. Wow. Um, uh, very excited to see more of them and, and yeah, and excited to see how he gets used uh, on defenses. Cause yeah, for sure. Like I think his coverage skills are an asset and he should be, he should be able to, to rush the passer and, you know, uh, line up with a super back or tight end. Great, great information there. Yeah. And then uh, another guy I wanted to talk about, which I'm sure they definitely did uh, on the Jigaman Porto show, because everybody was oozing over this guy and looking over his his tape and his history. It was a little bit confusing. Now, this guy's name is Joe Grogan. Okay, (laughs) 
His name is Joe Grogan. And for any Mass Effect fans out there, he's built like a Krogan. <laughs> okay? Because he is incredibly thick. He he was they're calling him Quadzilla. Two out C's? There. Two C's, maybe three. Like, man, this man had watermelons for thighs. <laughs> okay. And so the interesting thing is you see this man, he sticks out like a sore thumb because he like is so gigantic. He's he's only six foot two, as at least that's what his college measurements say. But just so incredibly built uh, that he's like easily the first player that you notice. Um, they told me he was a tight end and super back in college. Oh, he, so I remember this guy. You yeah. remember this guy in college. He played defensive end. He took some snaps at tight end, but he was a defensive end. He played college uh, wow. for Curry College, uh, graduated JJ Watt, basically. Yeah, in in 2017. Um, So I couldn't find what he's been up to since then. Um, But he looked the part, like incredibly fast footwork. And again, like just an absolutely physically built dude. He was great uh, with contested catches. So they they did run some uh, more man-up style drills towards the end of the, the combine. And he looked great then. I will say like in the deep ball drills, not as great, but he's running more receiver routes in that situation. Um, but as great as he was, again, Tobias Cook, he he could cover this dude. Like he he was swatting the ball out of his hands and everything. So definitely another name to look out for. I wouldn't give him quite two chicken wings just because of the I I would assume lack of experience. It's a really he's really like if you just walked onto the field, you'd say that's the best football player. Doing a little bit more research, I was like, this is kind of weird. Um, well, so we'll see if how he progresses. Have him line up at tight end. I mean, yeah, Wild Aces run first team we for need sure. tight ends who can block so i don't mm-hmm. know if we're gonna want you know just just a big guy out there just a big guy yeah so we don't know what his blocking skills really look like we haven't seen him you know in pads uh recently and and the fact that somebody told me he was gonna be a super back like i'm like wait what like i i and again that's one of the issues with a lot of these guys is you can't really see their speed in a combine like this especially without pads so He's definitely a name to keep an eye on. I would give him one chicken wing for sure, um, but not in not in that two chicken wing class. Good okay, no, good good information. Now the next player I'm really excited about, uh, and then after that we'll just get into like a couple quick uh, quarterback notes since that's huge. The other player I want to keep an eye on, and I would say maybe go ahead and give him two chicken wings is Terion Robinson, uh, number thirty four. Uh, if you're watching the tape, 5'11", 200 pounds. Uh, he graduated at Western Carolina in 2017. And he wasn't a guy who like immediately stuck out during the drills. Um, but he like every now and then he would just have a show stopping catch where he just would completely moss somebody. And it, like he you weren't watching him because I, I don't know if the consistency was there, but he would make you watch him and like just bring all the excitement onto the field uh, with a few catches out there and looking at his college tape, like it, it totally shows So he was like an absolute stud at Western Carolina. Uh, he is their all time receptions leader and top five in career yards and uh, receiving touchdowns in Western Carolina too. Like it's a small school, but his senior year, I mean, they were going up against, uh, I guess these names mean more to me as a Clemson fan, but like Wofford, the Citadel, but even like Hawaii, North Carolina, like he was playing D1 schools 
at times. And he was having great games. I think he had eight 100 receiving yard games like in his college career. He looks incredible. Uh, great at high pointing the ball, always catches with his hands. A um, lot of great contested catches for his size. And you saw that like out on the field, uh, you know, during the combine. The interesting thing with him, so last played Contra Bomb 2017, he played, as far as I can tell, in Turkey this past year, could not find any proof of it other than the Turkey team saying that they signed him. So interesting. That one's interesting. Uh, so again, like this is a guy that you want to look out for when they suit up in pads. Like I'm almost for sure he's making a roster and really exciting uh, history was super exciting on the field. And I think he could be huge in the FCF. Yes. Yeah, so this is a guy when the man up challenges happen preseason, mm-hmm. we're going to be watching this guy to see what he's got. Yes. Uh, and then lastly, I want to go over some quarterbacks since, you know, we miss him. We miss yeah. him so bad. We miss them. We're, yeah, we, but, I mean, we won't have Crouch. We won't have Jerdy. Uh, and it's going to suck. And you know what? Sometimes you, you have a breakup that you just, you didn't want it to happen. But it just yeah. happened. And you got you to gotta move on, you know? We're hoping that this is a um, Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers type situation. Where exactly. We're just going from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're looking for our Aaron Rodgers, and I, he was not in Atlanta on that day. <laughs> I don't tell you that. Um, it, so there's a couple, there's a few quarterback prospects who they were excited to, you know, tell us about who they told us to look at. I really didn't quite see it. Um, it is hard to know. I feel like with quarterbacks, especially in in deep like passing drills, especially their arms are going to get tired. The accuracy is going to be off. Who knows? And then also not being able to see how they run with the football since that's so important in the FCF mm-hmm. too, Indeed. you know? So if one of these guys is amazing, you know, don't hate me for it because we can see the total package. Um, from what we could see, there was a couple of guys. So Devlin Isidore and Ryan Barabi. Um, Devlin Isidore, he was in the spring league. I think he might've been a backup though. Um, like I, there's a little bit more evidence of him being in the spring league than uh, Tobias Cook, but not any of him playing. Um, so he's 6'4", 205, very much kind of in that uh, tall, lanky, dirty build. Um, he So he played it, or sorry, let me, let me back up. So he's recruited out of high school from Houston, uh, goes to Angelo State, and then Navarro Junior College tears it up at Navarro Junior College. And then, uh, which from what I could tell is a really good high competition junior college. Uh, and then goes to North, transfers to North Texas, uh, a little bit of a bigger school, the Mean Green for all my Mean Green heads out there. You know who you are. <laughs> but he never, he never got to start at North Texas, tore his ACL, had some issues off the field, and sort of fizzled out. So, Again, he was in the spring league. I think he has the the talent to be in this league. I just didn't see enough from him to really love him. And then Ryan Braby, uh, similar thing. He he is uh, he played at Seton Hill, not Seton Hall, Seton <laughs> Hill, uh, which is in the Pittsburgh area. Um, and and uh, yeah, he what what did he do to graduate? I think he graduated twenty nineteen. Yeah, so twenty nineteen. He's also 6'4", 200 pounds. 
from what I could tell in an interview, he played against David Pindell in junior college. Wow. Uh, Yeah. He said that was the best player he ever played against. Um, So, you know, just showing us a little bit of his level of competition, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I mean, personally, for, for my money, David Pindell was the worst quarterback in the league last year. So, still in the league. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, like both of these guys, they looked fine out there. Like they're tall quarterbacks. So, naturally, everybody's eyes are going to go to them. Uh, as far as I could tell, like their mechanics look solid. Um, but I don't think that matters that much in the FCF. Their accuracy was both kind of hit or miss on the deep ball drills. But again, these deep ball drills, it's I think it's more of a compliment for receivers and DBs because honestly, how often are quarterbacks going to be throwing 50-yard passes on a 50-yard yeah. field? Um, so I'd say they're guys to look out for, but I'm not in love with either of them quite yet. Mm. The There was an interesting one. His name is Therese Wilkins. And Therese played on the Peach State Cats, uh, which is an 8v8 uh, indoor football league. Um, Very, very minor league. There's like little to no tape on this guy at all. But he was interesting to me because he was out there playing quarterback and receiver. So, you know, he has some kind of athleticism. He wasn't incredibly fast as a receiver. I I was actually kind of impressed with him as a receiver because of his physicality and uh, just being a big-bodied dude and being able to make these great contested catches. But he was decent as a quarterback, too, so I, I don't know. That's just a name, though. I, I wouldn't quite put him on the level of these other two guys who have more of a quarterback pedigree. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was it was, a, it was a fun time. Fun time at the Combine. Yeah, I and that, man. I was jealous seeing everybody out there at the Combine. It, it, was, it was fun, like, going there and then, like, explaining, like, you know, talking with Ashley and Gino, here's what we're going to do. Uh, maybe think about like doing this over here and then just I would just stop and then I would just like stare and watch the players for like 40 minutes and they'd be like are we gonna make that video and I'm like yeah yeah hold on <laughs> um, just because I was I was interested and excited to see you know how this would be conducted and and what the talent would look like out there on the field yeah absolutely man well speaking of Ashley and Gino man I got something I wanted to talk to you about a little bit because are they here no, they're not, unfortunately. Oh. I couldn't book them. <laughs> uh, but a couple of days ago, you announced your retirement from the Wild Aces News Network. I did. I did. Uh, sad day. Sad day. I, I think they're working on the in memoriam for this next season. Um, in memoriam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, you know, no matter how you lose them, you got to remember them. <laughs> uh, so, so, first of all, is the plan for Gino and Ashley to continue on doing Wild Aces News Network stuff? That is up to them, but yes, that is the plan. Um, and, you know, they they worked with me through all of season one. They know Patrick. They know the league. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see them at games as we're working there uh, for at, at competing <laughs> entities. Uh, myself at NBC <laughs> and them at the Wild Aces News Network, a very prestigious organization. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really do hope that they keep doing it, man, because I've said it before. Gino is one of the most effortlessly funny people I've ever met in my life. And like he, seeing him in video content is just incredible. He really is. And it was a great time. Uh, you know, I don't know, just just his mind with things where we're on the field and, 
you know, we had this, like I told Gina before, I was like, what if like you, you ran some drills, you did a tryout and he's like, oh yeah, that's funny. And then, and then we show up there and then he sees the ambulance and then he walks up to the ambulance and he's like, Hey, can we use your ambulance for, it's just like for a funny thing <laughs> and just being able to talk his way until, you know, getting some paramedics to let him use the, the ambulance for a, for a joke. So what a guy, man! What a guy. So, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Ashley's an incredibly talented behind the camera, oh, absolutely. and absolutely, and is as an editor too. When I was at the People's Championship, seeing mm-hmm. Ashley just edit on the fly yes. in the stadium, just like incredible talent from both of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they put together this season. I'm excited to to watch it as a fan, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. We need to get t-shirts, man. Wild Aces News Network, because that logo is pretty sweet. You, we got to ask Campfire Design, because that's his his design, his t-shirt. He should get all the money for it. All right, well. Maybe we can have an Aces Wild uh, merch Wild Ace News Network collab. Maybe we can do that. Nick, I know you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let can us know get- what you what you think. Um, so, Matt, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be working on. I know we can't talk about all the details, but what you're doing is really really exciting thank you yeah so we can't talk about all the details because i don't know all the details (laughs) i'm uh very uninformed which is which is funny but exciting so yeah i uh i was hired to work with nbclx um they're collaborating with the league so not working directly for the league but adjacent to the league a partner of the league and uh we're going to be making a show that is uh, all about fan-controlled football. Might be a little bit of a pregame show. Might have a host you might have heard of that you know and love. Uh, and I'll be I'll be there behind the scenes. Maybe I'll be on the scene uh, and everything in between. So it's it's gonna be a great time. Yeah, man, I can't wait to see. There's so much cool content coming out of um, especially the NBCLX stuff, the stuff that we've seen so far, the little shorts they've done, the combine. Those, yeah are incredible like it's funny i see those and i'm like they hired me like what did they want me to do (laughs) it's like walk through the background of this with a trash can and who who knows who knows like uh i don't don't know if you've heard the story of uh dave grohl the drummer from nirvana and foo fighters obviously Mm -hmm. uh after nirvana he had a brief stint playing with tom petty and the heartbreakers and he's like they call me up and he's like what is tom petty calling me can he afford a real drummer (laughs) So that's that. I, I think that's how we should approach this. Matt Batson is very much the Dave Grohl thank you, of thank video you. editing. <laughs> thank you. I'll take that compliment any day. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, the NBCLX stuff is super exciting. All the fan uh, fan made content they're doing in season two is super exciting. This league is it's looking pretty good, man. Um, season two is going to be bigger and better, man. I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, uh, you know, the stadium to be built to get some looks at that. Uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> COVID spikes start getting back back down yeah. and we can have a great time at the stadium, get to see each other. Um, you know, at least at, at least anyone from around the country can make one trip out and get to see a game in person and we can just all have a great time. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, man. Hopefully we can do this thing big, do it just like to the max of what we can, fill out that mm-hmm. stadium, get loud in there. 
Yeah, because, I mean, if you really think about it, the fan base that dominates this league when it comes to showing up, showing out, and making their voice heard is the Wild Ace community. And, like, it doesn't matter if we're not even playing. If it's the the Zappers versus the Gutter Cats, <laughs> we got to be chanting let's get wild all through the exactly. stadium. <laughs> We're going to make the entire thing about us. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. Well, thank you for coming on the show, man. Where can people follow you and get your stuff? You can follow me on Twitter at Gino underscore Viteri or YouTube.com slash Matt batson or twitch.tv slash gino v v i i i like the brand consistency that you keep it the same on all the platforms yeah it's really mm-hmm. smart they didn't have uh twitch.com slash gino underscore viteri so i had to do mm-hmm. gino v on there but i felt you know it's similar enough to the other two absolutely yeah um if you want to follow us you can follow us at aces wild pod instagram twitter all the stuff please like and subscribe to the show Give us the five-star ratings on Apple, on Spotify now. We need those Spotify ratings. Um, for all of our links to the socials, podcast services, the video versions of all the episodes, and our new merch, which is pretty cool, just go to aceswildpod.com. And until next time, guys, stay wild. Stay wild.